Less stress. More time. More money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Short with Khalil Benaliul Haj. What's up, Cash Flow Contractors? Khalil here with another episode to help you find less stress, more time, and more money in your business. Excited to talk today about a site map. You may not know what a site map is, maybe you do, but it's all about your website. And I want to talk about how a website can transform the way that you sell, can transform the way that you approach customers with marketing and how you go through a sales process with them to ultimately how they convert into an opportunity, a deal, a closed project for your business. So what is a sitemap? A sitemap is a document that allows you to plan out your website, all of the pages, all the functionality, and really most importantly, the purpose of each page, each section on your website. A lot of people don't use a sitemap when building a website the way that I do, the way that I recommend you do. Typically, they just list out all the pages and then they start building a website from there. Or even more common is to go and try to build the website and then after the fact, go ahead and list out all the pages that they built. And that's really not how it should be planned out. Um, a good website always starts with a sitemap so that you're you know exactly where you're going, what you need to accomplish, and why you're trying to accomplish it with your website. Uh, most people, whenever they use a sitemap in this way, feel much more clear on the purpose of their website, and they have a way better process of educating customers on their website so that they build trust, so that they can qualify their customers ahead of time, and they make their sales cycle a lot shorter because of it. So I'm going to start and walk through each and every section of a site map so that if you choose to build one for yourself or you end up having a, a website built in the future, you know exactly what to look for. When you're building a website and a site map, you always want to start with business objectives. What are your objectives for the website? Do you want to be educating customers? Do you want to be showcasing your work? Do you want to bring in new leads? Do you want to, you know, host a blog? Do you want to be selling through the website? What are the primary business objectives that you and your company have for your website? When you understand what your business objectives are for the new website, you know exactly who you're targeting, what your goals are, and what you need to be doing as you're building it. Um, if we understand the role that our website plays in our business, it makes all of our decision-making much faster. Uh, we won't waste time on useless features of the website and animations that don't make sense and adding things that aren't going to actually drive business goals for us. An example of some business objectives might be to convert visitors into qualified leads, uh, maybe display your projects as a contractor that you're doing on your website so people can self-identify, oh, wow, that's exactly what I want, or wow, this isn't the type of work that I'm looking for. This is too high-end or not in my ballpark. Um, we want to educate visitors so they understand what we offer, understand uh, how they can work with us, pre-qualify themselves without even talking to somebody, and then build trust and want to buy from us. Those are all good business objectives that you can have for your website. Once you understand your business objectives, you have to understand what are the objectives of the people that are going to be using your website. And while you're using it for your business, primarily it's the visitors who are using your website. Why are they coming to your website? What are they looking for? What do they want to accomplish on your website? So list out what your visitor objectives are. This is going to help you tailor the website to meet their buyer's journey, to meet their goals, to meet everything that they are looking for whenever they come to your website. So some of those visitors' objectives might be 
uh, I want to see what kind of work they've done. And if they can do the work that I want and the work that I like, uh, I want to see that they are experienced, that they have proof of doing work with other people and that they've been in the industry for a while, um, have that credibility, right? I want to see photos of homes they've remodeled or projects they've worked on, uh, whatever that might be. I want to see examples of that work. Uh, I want to get details of, of the work they've done. Like what were the materials they used? What was the process like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I want to get details of, uh, what went into the project budget wise, like what caused the project, what was the budget of the project? What caused the, what could cause the project to go over budget? or to stay under budget, those kinds of things. I want to be able to get in touch with someone and I want to learn from them so that I can learn what's possible for this because this is my first project. So those are all maybe some visitors objectives that they might have when they come to your website. Now, when you know those things, you know exactly the type of content that you need to have on your website. If those are some of your visitors objectives on your website, you know that you need some high quality photography of the projects you've done. You know that you need really educational content on there that's going to help them make better decisions and see what's possible. You know that you need to showcase some pricing on there and it doesn't have to be, this is exactly what it costs. You can showcase a project and then you can say, hey, here's a range of what this project would fall under based on a variety of factors, uh, from material to features and hardware, whatever it might be. Um, you're also gonna make sure that you have really clear calls to action of how they can get in touch with you and how they can get started uh, and forms that they can fill out. So those are your visitors' objectives. Uh, the next thing that I like to do when building a sitemap, I know exactly what the business objective is. I know exactly what my visitors are trying to accomplish when visiting. The next thing I can do is work on the calls to action, the CTAs as their uh, acronym, the acronym for it. Um, if I know what my CTAs are, it helps me to use the rest of my content to point to those CTAs, those calls to action. A call to action is a button on a website that makes me want to click. It leads me into that next step of, hey, here's exactly what I need to do to go ahead and get started. Um, good examples of, you know, if you're a contractor and you work with homeowners directly, schedule a design meeting. If you work with other contractors, it's maybe, you know, send a, or get a quote or, get a proposal, or RFP, whatever it might be, um, build your dream space, uh, start your project. Those are all decision level. I'm ready to get started. Here's how I can get started with you calls to action. Uh, that's really helpful when building your website, when you know exactly what you're trying to do with each section is let's get them to do this call to action. Now, not everybody that visits your website is ready to get started and have a conversation and start going through the process of designing their project or getting a quote, whatever that might be. So you want to have some transitional calls to action throughout your website. Things like uh, download this guide of how to work with us or to go what it's like to go through the process. Download this ebook. Um, maybe it's, you know, see the value that your project is going to bring to your home, right? Like when you're doing a remodel for someone, a, a big factor in that is it's going to increase the, pro the property value. Uh, and so if you have some sort of guide that says, hey, if this is the space you're renovating, Here's uh, how much value you can increase your home by percentage-wise if you remodel uh, your kitchen or your bathroom or your backyard, whatever it might be. Uh, so those are all good transitional calls to action where now you can collect someone's information to then use for your marketing purposes. Now you can send them emails. Now you might be able to add them to your ad groups uh, via lookalike audience. A lot of different things can happen there. 
Um, so yeah, we've gone through business objectives, visitor objectives, the calls to action. The next thing is that you want to try to list out all the potential pages that could be on your website. This is going to make it really clear for you on what's going to be involved in the website, how long it's going to take and where you need to be putting your energy into as far as the website. So I go and I list all the pages possible. Um, once you have all those pages possible listed out, you can start to do a process of elimination. Uh, which pages really matter, which ones don't. And the way that I like to do this is I like to, to break it down into four types of pages. You have foundation pages. These are pages that are just foundational to your business objectives and your visitors objectives. Um, they also, you know, a, accomplish a key objective that no other page is potentially accomplishing. So they're a primary page. And these are the pages that you're going to focus on when building your website first. These are the ones that really matter. So a homepage is a foundation page. If you are selling, you know, brand new landscaping, there's going to be a landscaping page on your website and that will be a foundational page. Um, if you're selling cabinetry, a cabinet page is going to be foundational to what you're doing on the website. Um, so that's, that's the foundation pages. The next one are action pages. These are pages where customers are taking action with your company. So if it's schedule a design appointment, that's an action page where they need to be going to take action with you. You want to have these go live as well. Whenever you go live with your website, just like the foundation pages, because you ultimately want people to take action on your page. And so you want to go live with that. From here, these next pages aren't necessary to go live with. You may have 20 pages that you want to build in your site map, but not all of them are foundation pages and not all of them are action pages. And so now you've gone from maybe 20 pages to, oh, I only need these seven to actually go live and I can build the rest out over time. You never want to, you know, go out and try to launch a full scale website, just, you know, all 20 pages at once. You can, if you have the team dedicated to it, but really you're going to be wasting time. Just spend the week, two weeks that it takes to get those seven pages figured out and then go live with it and then build as you go. That's also going to make, you know, visitors, you know, intrigued. Maybe they're visiting your website multiple times in the course of the buying process. Oh, wow. They've updated. Oh, they've added this. And so it's, it's a good thing to continue to update your website. So after you have the foundation pages, action pages, then you want to look at some more of the ad pages. I always like to develop pages specifically for ads. A lot of times when you're running an ad on Google or on Facebook or Instagram, wherever it might be, you're talking about a specific thing in that ad, like check out these countertops, check out, um, you know, this remodel that we did, check out this project. Well, you want to have some, whenever someone clicks on that ad, you don't want to just send them to your homepage because they clicked about the specific thing that you talked about in the ad. So you want to have an ad, uh, page on your website that's specific to the ads that you're running and you can figure this out by, you know, we're really going to be running ads based on the certain products or services that we sell, uh, the certain type of jobs we do, whatever it might be. And so that's going to allow you to run ads directly to those pages. And you really don't need to have those live until you've run the ad, right? So if you're doing kitchen remodels and you have, uh, you know, a specific thing that you do is cabinets or a specific thing that you do might be that we do bathrooms as well. Maybe you're going to have a bathrooms page on the website because uh, you're going to do the cabinets and the countertops inside that bathroom. Well, that bathroom wouldn't be necessary for the full launch because you could just have a section that highlights bathrooms on the homepage maybe, but you would have an ad page that is just about bathrooms. So that now when you run ads on remodeling your bathroom, they can come directly to that page rather than just visiting your company homepage. 
Lastly, our education pages. These are things like case studies, blogs, um, really anything that is, is just educational in nature and can be put together on a specific topic. And it doesn't, it's not foundational at all, but these are just sources of education for visitors. Uh, those are things that you can do later on that don't need to be a part of the full launch, but are definitely an important piece to include in your website because they help educate visitors to your website without having to call them or talk on the phone to somebody. They can just go on your website and learn more. Also, these education pages are great for linking out to. Whenever you have a meeting and someone addresses a certain objection or uh, has a certain question, if you have an article about that on your website, you can show them. If someone is interested in a certain type of project, if you have a case study that's similar to that project and you send that to them, it's a really good piece of education for them. So you've got a list of all your pages. Um, I'm gonna actually go through examples of all these pages, right? So you might have a home page, a why us page, an about us page. Um, you might have a team page with even individual team members pages, uh, a careers page, individual job postings pages. Uh, you can have a project overview page with individual projects in them. You can have a service page or a product page. Uh, you can have a target audience page. So maybe you're working directly with homeowners or designers or builders. You can have a page for each of those individual groups. Then you can have a you know, scheduled design meeting or a landing page of some sort, a contact page. Those are all great pages to include inside of your sitemap. Uh, as we go into the next section, it's the navigation. You want to outline what are the most critical things in navigation when someone's visiting our website when they have a question about like, okay, what's their credibility? How much does it cost? What kind of work have they done? How do I get in touch? Those four questions should be answered inside of the navigation for sure. But the main questions that your visitors have for their objectives always need to be at the top of the page in the navigation so that they're really easy to click no matter where they are. Uh, that's, that's something that I would do right from the beginning is outline what the navigation should be. Oftentimes I like to include, you know, about, you know, maybe why us or about us. I like to include the services. I like to include even some target audience pages and you can list all of those. So maybe if you're working directly with homeowners, you have a homeowners page right there in the navigation and then definitely a button for my call to action in the navigation as well. Um, so you've gone through this entire process of building out a sitemap with objectives for you as a company, for your visitors. You've gone and created your CTAs. You've listed out all your pages and, you know, segmented those pages based on, based on their, uh, their importance and you've created your navigation. Now you're really going to flesh out your actual site map. And so there's two parts left to this for each page. You want to have a purpose for that page. Just write it out. All right. This is the homeowners page. The purpose of this homeowners page is to help homeowners feel understood and to educate them on the things that they care about. We want to showcase work that we've done for homeowners, the process that we go through with homeowners when working with them. We want to have an FAQ section with answers on them. We want to have testimonials from other homeowners. Those are the things that need to be on here. And the purpose of this is so that they can feel identified and understood and they know exactly how to work with us as a homeowner. You want to have that clear page purpose it doesn't have to be crazy exhaustive, but it should be a good sized paragraph that if I'm going to go and write content for, I can just look at that purpose and say, okay, now I know exactly what to do. And you're going to do that for every single page, starting with the foundation pages, then going on to your ad pages, then on to your, um, 
sorry, not your ad pages, your action pages, then your ad pages, and then your education pages. Last part, you've got all the purposes for each individual page. You want to start to think about the sections that are going to be included on each page. Okay. We want to have, you know, a main banner up top. We want to have a features list. Then we want to have uh, a testimonial section, an FAQ section. We want to have a project section or a photos section of, of recent projects. Um, we want to have some blogs in there. We want to showcase the process, uh, whatever it might be, list out those sections, uh, for that page. And it'll make it so much easier for you to go and develop that website. Uh, what's nice is a lot of the sections on websites are recurring across pages. They may be tweaked a little bit, but a lot of pages are going to have a testimonial section on it. A lot of pages are going to have a feature section on it. And so once you start to figure out what those recurring sections are, it becomes much easier to go and execute a site build. And now you can focus your energy on each individual section and making it as good as possible um, for your business objective, but also for the visitor's objectives. So this is a site map. When, when we build one of these out for a client, it is our North Star for that website project. And even though we may get the site live in two weeks with just the foundation pages, we know exactly what we need to do for the rest of the website. And it makes it really clear, not only for us, but for our clients of, oh, wow, this is a big project. And it's exactly what I need to be able to ensure I'm, I have the best website possible. And this isn't just, you know, my nephew or, you know, my brother-in-law building the website for me. This is a professional website that's going to meet my business objectives, but also really help my customers. A good website should always start with the site map and it will help you to convert customers through education, through showing uh, the work, example work that you do and giving them a, a clear call to action. So I hope this was helpful. If you want more content on a site map, please let me know. Send us a message. Uh, if you're interested in what the process looks like for the actual build out of the website after you do have the site map, let me know as well. I'd be happy to talk to you or even do an episode on it if I have enough requests. But thank you for listening to the Cashflow Contractor. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode on a site map. And I hope that it helps you to find less stress, more time, and more money in your business. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.